What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? Welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast where we discuss items of theology and life in a hopefully lighthearted manner. My name is Dan Corey. I'm pastor in Kirkland, Washington. I'm Josh Loftus, member of the church that Daniel pastors currently in Kirkland, Washington. You are currently the pastor. As of right now. As of this moment. I'm one of them. <laughs> yes, you are one of them. How's your week been, man? Uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. It's been a good week. Um, got in trouble on Facebook. Again? No, this doesn't happen. This isn't a thing. It's a thing. It's not a thing. It's becoming now, a thing. I, okay, I'm going to verify this with Chan. I, of all people, am not a provocateur on social media. I don't. I don't do it. Yeah, I'm getting confirmation. I don't. I don't do that on social media. Chan doesn't even have Facebook. So continue. <laughs> It's because he's Canadian. They don't they have, don't, they don't have Facebook up there. <laughs> <laughs> no Facebook in Canada. Um, yeah, I, I got a little... Uh, what did you, you do? Well, I poked a what'd bear. What did you do this time? I poked a bear. Okay. Yeah, I poked it. And, Why did uh, you poke it? This bear is called... <laughs> the bear's name is Bethel. <laughs> and Jesus Culture. It's, it, it's, its name is Bethel Jesus Culture Hillsong. That's its full name. It hyphenates. Okay. It's a big and bear. And you decided this bear deserved to be poked. Yeah, poked. Poked it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I poked it. Yeah. I, I basically what, what I went you, on Facebook. What did you say? I went on Facebook and I said something to the something to the effect of discerning Christians today need to start looking at Bethel and Hillsong and Jesus culture for what it is. Yeah. It's it's bad. It's it's horrible. But being someone the who theology- loves art, I would have thought that you would have. That's not art. No, 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 no. Okay. Standing. <laughs> you're trying to get me. You're, I it's see what you're doing. Team. No, <clears throat> I'm not going to take that bait. No, yeah, and I basically just just said uh, we need to, as churches, need to stop financially supporting uh, these these quote unquote ministries by playing their songs and promoting their stuff because if a church is doing what a church is supposed to do if you're playing their songs you pay royalties to that thing otherwise oh gotcha it's illegal you're not allowed to do that that's what you meant right um and when you play a song written by jesus culture or bethel or hillsong or something like that and you're doing it correctly you're you're giving them money and you're supporting their ministries by playing their songs and i'm saying because of the way that the ministries, quote-unquote, again, ministries are going, the theology that they're promoting, the things that they are doing to their congregants, we need to stop. That's basically all I said. And that's like a whole episode in and of itself. But you know what? You you said that they are unorthodox. Yes, unorthodox. In their Christology. Right. And cultish in their behavior. Yes. Be warned Christian. Yeah. And... I didn't think there was anything As wrong with that. As of right now, you have five shares. Yeah. That, that's good. That's that, not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. You have five shares. 50 thumbs up slash hearts. There you go. 110 comments. Yeah, and that's the part where 
shit went off the rails. Guess what? People come out in droves to support the Bethel Bear. Bro. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Some comments were like, right on, yes, this is what's needed, blah, but, oh, yeah, there are some people that basically, basically making the argument that because God used a song from one of these people to bring me to him, therefore, it's fine and we should support it. And yeah. there's a lot of flaws in that argument because that's basically sure, the ends justify the means. Sure. Right? And no discerning Christian, I think, wants to make that argument. Um, yeah, or should. Or should make that argument. I'm, I'm scrolling anyway, through here. here yeah, and, go for uh, it. Go for it. There's, there's a few re- repeat offenders. Yeah, re- <laughs> <laughs> repeat. Suss that out. What, what, what do you mean by that? There's, there's this dude. I think he's got about 20 of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There there are a couple individuals in there that were uh very passionately making a case for their, yeah. their cause. Um, my my brother, he led the charge. Yeah. And he says and the uh and the H word. Yeah, and I wasn't that's sure. Heretic. Yeah, yeah. Right. That that that's what I thought and then I just thought I'd 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 play you with rift it. with it. Yeah. For about and then we got comments. into debating. So this is how it went with your brother and me. On that post he comments, and by the end of it, we're discussing which band is better, ACDC or Bon Jovi, <laughs> I think. And I have no clue how we got there, but we did. And it was actually probably the most pleasant conversation in that entire thread. The moral of the story is this. Don't have social media. <laughs> Don't engage other people. Uh, well, I wouldn't go. Uh, okay. Uh, Offer an alternate. Use social media for the promotion of good and gospel-centered things. Hmm. And promoting. How about truth. yelling at people? No, don't don't <laughs> yell at people. Don't type things in all caps. Yeah, don't do that. Do you think that was an accident? Like their left pinky, they were going for their the, left the pinky a. has Tourette's. They were <laughs> <laughs> just their left pinky. Ah, ah, <laughs> dang it! Everything's in caps. <laughs> That's gonna be the title. <laughs> I knew it right on there. Left pinky has Tourette's. I knew it right when I said oh, it, that Chan's man. writing it down. Anyway, so yeah, it you know, it was fun. For some reason, people view Hillsong as kind of this sacred, like, oh, they're doing so much for the church. But if you actually go beyond the music and start reading what the people are saying, the people that are in charge, looking at who they're associating with, things sure. of this sort. Bad stuff. It's horrible. It's really bad stuff. And again, I want I said this on the thread, and I'm going to say it here on the podcast. Nowhere in my post did I say that someone needs to have perfect theology in order for us to unite with them. I did not say that. Crazy week for you. Oh, it's a crazy week. Yeah, you're my Mr. phone popular blew up. with 110. I was super popular. Oh, I'm sure I have so many friends now. So many friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know what is popular, though? Something that is orthodox. Something we can agree on perfectly. Beards. Beard products. Renewed man. Grooming. Oh, my goodness. I'm wearing the Gypsies Tabuk. <laughs> Right now, and it smells one so word good. with seventeen different pronunciations. Good. So good, so good. Yeah, I really, really like it. They've got some amazing products. Head on over to they're on Instagram and Facebook, Renewed Man Grooming. Head on over on over to their website, RenewedMan.com. I'm rocking some um, Dragon's Musk. Uh, how do you like that muskiness? Oh, it's so good. Smells like a dragon's armpit. I. Uh... <laughs> case our listeners or our sponsor are listening <laughs> that's not true if that is how a dragon's armpit smells count me in 
Count me in. Count yeah. me in. <laughs> yeah, so head on over to Renewed Man. Get yourself some grooming products. You will not regret it. Uh, the packaging is amazing. The beard oil is high quality. So, Josh, we threw out a feeler to our listeners and we said, did. hey, ask us questions as we sit on our thrones. Yes, with our seminary degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and our high popish hats. We're gonna we're gonna try to get through three of them today. We might have more in the future, but uh, these were the three that I saw come in on Instagram. I think on Facebook as well. Uh, nobody follows us on Twitter. So we at least have Just, three listeners. We have at least That's three. A win. That it is a huge win. It's a huge win. First one, and this is one. Okay, I will fully admit to our audience when this question was posed by this individual, mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke. Because because we already off on a we've bench. talked about it before, and I thought we had covered it. So I just I literally so the question is this: Are Armenians saved? I thought it was a joke, mm-hmm. so I literally just commented, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and then he like responds, "Like, can you suss that out a little bit?" Because I've heard, and then he goes on. I'm like, "Oh man, you realize it was realize it was a legit question." Um, yeah. but yeah, so. Let's cover that a little bit more. So Daniel, you, if you, you, were gonna, you thought the guy was trolling you. I thought he was trolling me a little bit because this individual on Facebook, he's a faithful listener, really cool guy, and he's a jokester. I really, really like him. And I thought I thought sure. this was joking, but he wasn't. So, so listener, so, you know who you are. I apologize. We are yeah. going to answer your question right now. Now, Josh will take some time and give a full, robust... Yes. Are Arminians saved? Possibly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it is a nuanced question. Again, I think when we're talking about the Armenian theology, we have to first <laughs> are they consistent? Are they a full-blown Armenian, right? Because the Armenian doctrine as we talked about in was it our Calvinism series? Sure. I if think you're, so. If you're going to follow the Armenian doctrine to its logical end, it's not orthodox Christianity. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Now, I'm in, thankful. It is full expression. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's right. So the question in itself, I don't want to say is flawed, but the question itself, I think, needs a little bit more clarification. Sure. In that if we're going to ask, are Arminians saved? I have to ask, well, what do you mean by an Arminian? Are you talking about the classic definition, the full-blown Arminian, or are you talking about what most Calvinists would refer to as sure. Arminians today? Because those, I'm going to have two separate answers for that. Sure. Right? So, which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the full-blown? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we can start with the full-blown one. My first thought when I saw the question was, well, like, are all Calvinists saved? Yeah, which, no. is, which is... which The is, answer is no. W- right, right, which is a just as a legitimate question. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, it gets at the heart of, I don't think this is maybe what the person w- was driving at, but what makes someone saved... Um, is the work of God in their heart, making them alive, binding them to the merits of Christ. Right. And you can be a all theological T's crossed, I's dotted Calvinist Mm. and not be regenerate. It's true. It's very true. And you can also be an Arminian. I feel like that's, I feel like that's going to make some people mad. Like what? Oh, you can. I, oh, mm, I'm not saved. Well, you would tell me, like, well, you're not elect. Then, like, oh, it's hard to argue with well, that. I guess. Oh, good gracious, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So knowledge doesn't make you saved. Go I, figure. I feel like that seems really basic, but right. 
Yeah. Um, there, so there have been a lot of people who've held the great doctrine on paper, yeah. and you look at their life, and the Apostle John would say, yeah, uh, so if you don't love your brother, love of the Father's not in you. I don't right. care how good your doctrine is. Yeah, So no, exactly, exactly. That. So let's bring it into, I think, the more classic or generally known definition of what most Calvinists today would call an Arminian, right? So someone who thinks they chose God, who thinks that they played a part in their choosing of the grace that has been given them. They'll still believe in salvation by grace alone. Mm -hmm. They believe it's, you can't earn it. It's a work of Christ. You can't earn it. But where they get a little squirrely is how that grace is administered to them. Yeah. Right. So are those can you have that view, Daniel, and be saved? Yeah. Look at like Chuck Wesley. Yeah. Who wrote some of the best Calvinistic hymns in the world. Right. And as an so, Arminian. As an Arminian. <laughs> yeah. Um and we have no issue seeing now I actually know some Calvinists who have an issue with us singing those. Oh, I know. Um, I, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Most Christians that I know, when they were saved, when the Lord opened their eyes to see the reality of their sin, the beauty of the Savior, they had uh, that view of salvation. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, and you know, I, I, I say this to people, and it gets it gets both sides mad. But when a Calvinist, <laughs> when a Calvinist shares the gospel, yeah, like they should, yeah, right. They sound the same sharing the gospel as an Arminian. I can see why you'd make people mad at that. Okay. You sound the same. Repent. Believe in the gospel. Right? You sound the same. Now, when an Arminian prays to God to save their friend, their loved one, their family member, you're praying as a Calvinist. Oh, yeah. Right? Both of (laughs) y'all. I would say the Arminian pollinate. The Arminian one sounds a little different because usually at the end of that you hear like the organ with the just as I am in the background. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's or with with the Calvinist, he like feels guilty about sharing it because like, oh I didn't tell them about election. Or like he says under his breath, repent and believe the gospel. If you're of the election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says it to himself so he feels better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you yes, Arminians can be saved can just be like saved just like Calvinists can be saved. Yeah. It comes down to do you believe the gospel? Do you believe salvation is by grace alone through the merits of Christ alone? Yep. That is the gospel. That's what you have to believe yep. to be orthodox, right? What's the uh what's the second question All right, we got? Second today? question. We're moving into we're moving into kind of some some theology now. We have a we have a listener Ooh. who wants to know what is systematic theology. Big question. Ooh. Great question. I like it. We love talking theology. So to you listener and you know who you are, uh Daniel's going to read you because smart people quote smart people. And we want to be smart people. So Daniel's going to quote a smart person. Uh I have volume 1 out of out of three. Three. I think it's three. Oh, my goodness. Um, I cannot wait for this for this to be completed. It is it Reformed is still- Systematic Theology by Joel Beakey and Paul Smalley. Yeah, Smalley. Smalley, yep. At least that's how I would say it. Um, Smalley. It is volume one is, we're not endorsed by them, 
No. But if you want to, Mr. Beaky, you can. Not a 1300 sponsor. pages, volume one. Oh, so it's light bathroom reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Beaky says this, uh, of systematic theology, this branch of theology answers the question, what does the whole Bible teach about a given topic and its relation to other topics? One may write a systematic treatment of particular doctrine, but the term systematic theology often refers to an organized and comprehensive presentation of the whole counsel of God. And then he goes on to quote another smart person, which would be, Lewis Burkhoff. Ah, Burkhoff. Old Lewis said, Good old Lewis. Systematic theology seeks to give a systematic, systematic presentation of all the doctrinal truths of the Christian religion. I think when people hear, so systematics is a, it's a branch right. of theology. There are others, like you said, like biblical theology, which is, I'm sure there would be some who'd quibble over the way I'll define it, but it more is concerned with the development of theology through the Bible through or through a book. You can do small scale or big scale theology where they would say, you know, looking at Daniel's view of right. the apocalypse or of the end times. Right. Where systematic says, what does the whole Bible talk about or say when it speaks to the end times? Yeah. Historic theology says, all right, how does theology uh, develop through... History, right? Hence, historic theology. So, what are some of the key features, key councils, key persons, events? Um, where does you know some of the misunderstandings or heresies come up, like Nestorianism, or? Mm -hmm. at, but but all of those kind of use the language or the understanding that we find in systematics. I think a lot of people's issue with systematics actually, systematics is not the most popular of them. No, no, I think biblical... Biblical theology biblical is hot theology, right now. Oh, it's, it's so real hot, hot right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think people's aversion to the word systematic theology might come from the sense of they think a system is being imposed on the Bible. Oh, sure, sure, I sure. I think that's where a lot of yeah. people's concern comes from. Yeah, which which is a legitimate concern. Especially in sure. the in, in yeah that's because that's definitely happening, um yeah 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 there's a lot of a uh, lot of church well I mean we just talked about them I mean there's a lot of churches that are imposing their preconceived systems or ideas and interpreting scripture through those things mm -hmm. uh, and that's wrong that's not what systematic theology is doing no no it's saying this is what the Bible here's says. what yeah here's what the whole council of God yeah says about who Christ is and they order all of those doctrines. Under that heading. Right. And what does it say about man? Well, then it orders all of them under man. What does it say about the church? Right. And so it's a more, it's not imposing a system. It's just looking at it in a systematic way or an orderly way. You could call it like orderly theology, which mm. sounds weird. I think we cleanly butchered that. Timely question. If we have a friend in the cage stage, how do we help him out of it? So. <laughs> no, no. Josh, you don't get to talk. No, no. Here's what I think is going on. Is this one of those questions where like, hey, I, I have a friend. Right. And, uh, he's super cagey. <laughs> and, and, and no one likes him. And he has no friends. <laughs> so he's actually not my friend. It's more of acquaintance. Yeah. Help, help you, me do, slash him. Do you think it's one of those questions where it's like, hey. Uh, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I am just here to provide the key to the cage. Or at least to point someone to where the key is hidden. 
Yeah. So yeah. here's here's what you do. This this yeah. this one's easy. Oh no. Hop inside the cage with <laughs> with them. Show them by example what real cagery looks like. <laughs> there should be foaming and then at the they mouth. They will be so scared. <laughs> yeah. And then like but but your eyes should be so bloodshot with fury <laughs> and foaming and, and like you turn to rabid. them and go are you even a calvinist that's right like, how do you even know you're saved <laughs> swear to me <laughs> we haven't had a bad so, in a while no no it's been listeners listen do the op don't do that <laughs> let's just go on right don't do that don't jump in the cage we've all wanted to it's not oh we all want to oh yeah <laughs> so josh how would you uh on a serious note oh yeah, help someone who has a friend. Yeah. So here's the thing: most people in, who are in the cage don't view themselves as being. We what we call the cage stage is like basically speaking a whole lot of truth with a not a lot of love, and yeah. being very abrasive, being very harsh, um, being overly reactionary. Right. And a person and, who's there and, usually and, doesn't know that they're there. Well, no, no, because because what happens is they do all of that, and in their mind it's justified because they are speaking truth. Yeah, they don't know they're right? being cagey. They don't know they're being cagey. One of the purest uh, and like most obvious signs of someone who's in a cage stage is they will deny the cage stage exists. And and the the froth around the mouth. Yeah, and well, and that eyes. and that yes, and so. Yeah, and the all caps like like uh, Facebook comments, oh. right? Yeah. Ooh. So when you're in the cage, the cage is invisible. So you have to remember that first. That these individuals they don't think they're being severe. They don't. They don't. No. And ultimately, the root cause of cage stagery, as really the root cause of any sin, it's pride. It's thinking too highly of ourselves and too little of our brothers and sisters. Too little of God. Ultimately, sure. You have to remember that pride will blind the individual. Always, pride will make you think you're humble. But they again, they won't think it's pride. They no. will think, no, no, I am concerned for God's glory, right? And His glory is being effaced, and I will defend it. Yes. Yeah. No. No. So it's you true. say so, it's worse in the pulpit? Oh yeah. There is. There is so it's and it's sad, and I've seen it. So many pastors in this cage stage, not knowing they're it, they're in it, and just hurting the sheep, just whacking people, whacking people. And that's not okay. So, no. so you can't do that. So I think first and foremost... <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> first and foremost, I think we realize, one, we were all there. Uh-huh. You have to remember that, right? You can't come back pride with other pride. You have to be humble. You okay over there? I'm good. <laughs> my elbow makes that same sound sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my microphone boom, if anyone that's was right. asking. Um, you have to show them Jesus. Well, yeah. I also think many of the folks in the cage stage, you got to think, how did they get there? They got there because they were, most of them were Ar- under Arminian theology or various forms of it for a period of time. Sometimes right. a long time. They have come into Reformed theology. They feel like they've been lied to. Yeah, right. And that's not fun. They don't, no, no one likes to feel like, They've been lied to. No. And they all they, they look around and all they see is error. All they see is uh, misrepresentations of what is true. And so in their mind, they're thinking, I am I am a truth warrior. I'm That's a right. truth combatant. I'm my sword. I'm just trying to be faithful right. 
and so I think a lot of the motive. I, I I genuinely think much of the motivation in the in in folks who are cagey is good, but it doesn't mm-hmm. justify what they're doing. So no, motivation, no. good motivations, doesn't cover over being. Yeah. Who was it? Who was it? That, it might have been Calvin. Who was it? Said zeal, zeal without temperance or zeal without love is like a sword in the hands of a maniac. I don't know. But I forget I like who it. said it, but it's a good quote because it's true. Yeah, it, zeal is not a bad thing. It just has to be tempered and directed correctly. Sure. Right. So, I think it's really important. Yes, to remember that. That yeah, this person's motivation, the reason that they're cagey, the reason that you're seeing so much zeal for getting the truth out there that should be encouraged that's a good thing they just haven't learned how to do that in love yeah yet and how to say the same things in a different way because we're Mm -hmm. not telling people to compromise on truth we're not telling people that you don't talk about theology you don't bring this stuff up we're just saying how you do it needs to be seasoned so one of the things i think would help a lot of cage cages be avoided yes would be to spend less time online and more time in the local church there you go um i think when you get you get online and boy it's that a is free a, for all is well, in a breeding ground for some crazy ideas yep um whereas if you spend more time in the local church with real people um hopefully you have some older mature ones around who can tell you like hey we believe the same things you do. Right. We just need to tone down the yelling a bit or a lot in some cases. Yeah. Um, and that grace is awesome, but it shouldn't lead you to be like a jerk. So I, th- I think being around other people mm-hmm. helps temper that. I, yeah. don't, I don't think there's a good. That's an irreplaceable piece to this whole thing is be in community with other solid people who love the Lord. Um don't get in chat rooms. Don't 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 get into the pub. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's exactly right. You got to get into community. You have to be around people because those people, yep. especially the older, more seasoned ones that have been there, mm-hmm. are going to be able to remind you. Look, these people that you're raging against, you need to remember how was the truths of Calvinism, Reformed theology, whatever it is you're caging about. How were those given to you? Yeah. Were they given to you because of your intellect? Yeah. Or were they given to you because of the grace of God? Yeah. Right? It's not your intellect. Spoiler alert. Right? No. So it's so crazy how we as Calvinists can take such pride in our depravity, ironically, yeah. and how we can talk the talk about how all we have has been given to us by grace. But when it comes time to extending that grace to other people, mm-hmm. we expect them to be able to get to where we're at just based on their own intellect and ability. Yeah. And those seasoned people, that community is going to keep you away from thinking that. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I would say pour your energies into um, being faithful church members and we don't need any more keyboard warriors. No, serve in church. Yep. Don't just go serve in church. Get involved. Get involved. Do something. Right. And, um, I really, I really do think that the in, most the interactions that we have online, ninety um, percent of them, ninety nine percent of them, are just not helpful. Um, I'm not saying there's not a good use. I'm not saying that it's not a good vehicle to send truth out in. I'm just saying, 
especially for someone new into Calvinism, you you should be barred from any kind of a chat room. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Facebook nice, it's group. Just like you you shouldn't be allowed to yeah. do any of that for at least five years. <laughs> for, for at least five years until you pass your your cage free card. <laughs> there's you, a you need your there's a cooling card. off period. <laughs> yes. You know, like Washington <laughs> and uh, other states have a cooling off period before you can purchase a firearm. Yeah, they should do that That's with. Right. <laughs> With, it's like, oh, you just got your Calvinism card. Okay, here's so, a keyboard. Here's, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, so I've been a Calvinist for five years. I know you're you're one of the early ones. Yeah, see, that's right. You were grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah. So, listener, to help your friend, um, and if you are in the if you're if you if you're listening to this and you're starting to take inventory of your life, hopefully, and seeing, oh, maybe I am in the cage stage. Please, please, please remember the grace that you've been given. Get involved in church. Get serving where you are humbling yourself, serving the people around you. Get in a discipleship relationship with an older individual who has more life and more experience than you and can kind of hold you back. Yep, so that would be our suggestion uh, to you and your friend. So, Daniel, we got through the questions. Well done. Uh, There might be more. Hope so. Later. Hope so. Listeners, please keep sending us your questions. We enjoy doing these kind of apps. Something we also enjoy, Daniel, our Patreon supporters. We love our Patreon supporters. We love our Patreon supporters. We're going to have another shout out. Another Patreon supporter joined, and we're going to give them a little radio airtime love. Minda Corey. Wow. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. That last name sounds really familiar. You know, I can't put my finger a, on it. It has a ring it has that a is just ring. lovely. It really does. Last name, Corey. Hmm. Corey. Mm. Could I'll, be, I'll figure it out. It could be a relative of mine. It would be not that difficult to say. That's true. That's yeah. true. I will figure it out and maybe confirm Might be later. my sister-in-law. But anyway, thank you, Minda, for your support of our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, and that takes the stress off me of having to pay for hosting. There you go. So thank you very much. Daniel, you know what time it is. It's Court on Culture time. No, dang it. It's not. Did no. you really think it was Court on Culture? I, th- I, I, I was hoping <laughs> you would forget. Nope. <laughs> No, that's why I write things down. Oh, okay, fine. Cordon culture, the only time where we really engage good culture. Yeah. Josh, what I have for you today is a delectable selection from our great multifaceted history of Christian music. But before we do, I do have a a little confession to make. (gasps) Oh, okay. You, a few weeks back, played, actually a few months now, uh, played Shipping Off to Boston by yeah, Dropkick, Dropkick Murphys. Murphy. That's right. You said it, th- that was the closest that I got to a song that you liked. So, you like a mold, they have grown on me. What? And uh, my daughters in particular love Shipping Off to Boston. No! I love Rose yes! Tattoo and... Um, oh, man. And uh, the Warrior song? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yep. a good one. Yep. But we've been rocking Dropkick Murphy. <laughs> Dropkick. Dude, that makes me so happy. You're welcome. It's like stirring up my inner Irish. Yes, uh, the Irish that angst. may or may not be there. We don't know, right? Oh, it's totally there. Oh, 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 is it there? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cor- right. Corey is an Irish name. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Your daughters like oh, they, Dropkick Murphys. They absolutely. And your daughters are like what? Like four, seven, seven and, and three. three? <laughs> the seven-year-old oh, in particular. Oh man, I'm gonna goes, get in Daddy, so much trouble. You need to play the pirate. How song. does your wife? Like it? Oh, she likes. It. There, there are dance parties that happen at our house. 
They're very free flowing. I like that. All right. So what do you got for uh, me? this selection. Uh, this is not going to be Dropkick Murphys. Is no, it? No, 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 no. I was I'm tempted not, to play Rose Tattoo. I'm not going to want to dance. jam out to that. Yeah. Um, this was well the album it shows up on. I think it may be earlier, but it's the album for sure is '94. Oh boy. I would say that this '90s Christian. This album. Yep. This song on this album. Okay. Maybe the single most influential christian song of its time you already said that about jesus freak you can't yeah. say that again i can't I just are, you, did. are you just are playing you jesus freak again <laughs> yes i'm ready Wait, have we already played this i'm just using all right go for it you might need to turn it up oh my goodness gracious you can't argue i with it. love this song <laughs> so much 100 real talk not joking <laughs> this is my jam Shine, Shine by the Newsboys, news baby. This is oh, dude, how good was this? Did you I rock love this, this song? Oh yeah, dude, this song probably. I'm trying to think of any, this song has so much nostalgia. Yes, packed in my head. I hear, I hear the intro. I am instantly transported to my dad's youth group water fights in the oh, 90s really? when all the high schoolers yeah. and college kids would come over and I was super young so I looked up yeah, to all yeah. of them like this song came out right around then oh man really I am instantly transported I don't understand half the lyrics yeah that's fair that kind of change that I'm making ask him over the make a vegetarian barbecue hamster which yeah as an owner of hamsters now Oh, this is great. Dude, well done. Thank Good you. pick. I'm happy with this. Wouldn't you say that this is, as far as influential music goes, yeah. huge? Oh, oh yeah. Well, well, especially, I mean, I don't know I don't know what it did on the secular church, but Christian, oh, yeah. This is huge. Everyone knows this song. This Everyone knows this band. Well, they, I, I think the they song. know this band because this song, like, launched this, them out. This was their huge, yeah, 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 yeah. This, um, they have several albums before this. Entertaining Angels, that was a big one, too. This was before that. Yes, yep, yep, yep. This was their kind of, this put them on the map. Mm-hmm. It really did. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to The Reformatory. Uh, head on over to all the sociables, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at ReformatoryPod. Thank you for listening. Please get on Patreon and support us because it costs money to do this podcast. We would really appreciate your support. We'll give you a shout out. You'll get a mug. You'll get access to special content. You get early release access to all the episodes. You get to hear them before anybody else. It's pretty awesome. And if we get enough feedback from our listeners that there's a desire for reformatory swag. Yes. We will listen. But we will. Yes. Yes. We will listen. We will listen. We may not we do anything listen. with it. We will listen. But we will, we will listen. definitely listen. Head on over to <laughs> Renewed Man. Go get yourself some beard products. Thank you for listening. Out. Bye. Outside looking bored